I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined me and heard me cry, heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog. He set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our Lord. Many will see it and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. The second reading is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, and that is on page 788 of your pew Bible, if you'd like to read along. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Thank you, Andy. I apologize for changing the reading at the last minute. Andy said it's like calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. So, um, The other thing I wanted to say before I start my sermon today is, I'm sure some of you know this, but um, we actually have a podcast here at church now. And so every Sunday afternoon I go home and I upload um, a tape of the scripture and the sermon for the day. Uh, it's called A Sherman, a Sherburn Pastor Speaks. Thoughts from the Pulpit of Pilgrim Church. And you can get it on iTunes, um, and you can subscribe to it. And the link for it is in every single week's um, e-word. And so if you find yourself on a weekend when you can't be here, but you'd like to have a little uplift or listen to the word, um, consider doing that. So let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh God, in the midst of the swirl of this world and life and the ways we are so busy sometimes, slow us down, center us, our hearts, our minds, our spirits, give us space to think, to reflect, to fall back into you and your love and your wisdom. Open us, God, that we might hear and heed your word this day. Amen. From that text, and Jesus said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And from Psalm 40, 
God set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. First day of school. The very first day of school. Remember that? When you were a kid, a youth, a young adult, the moment that you let go of your mom or dad's hand and you climbed the steps of that big yellow school bus. Or when you got out of the family car at the high school and you walked up the front steps as a very nervous freshman. Or on a hot and sunny late August day when your folks dropped you off at college for the very first time and they, well, they tried not to cry. And you, you just wanted to get up into your new dorm room and meet your new roommate and begin a brand new life. First day of school, remember? As a caregiver, one who sets that young life in motion, who waves goodbye to a child and then wonders and worries, will they really be okay? Will they make friends? Will they be able to do this all on their own, away from family and home and church and community? Will they have the tools to navigate their new life with all of its storms and all of its temptations and all of its challenges and all of its tasks? First day of school. Now, I don't have kids, but I've been blessed in this life to have children and youth and young adults who are so, so dear to me, and me to them, whom I have watched grow up and then go off to school, and yes, I worry about them too, about how they will navigate the moral rocks and shoals, the life valleys and mountaintops, the hard work of figuring out just where they stand in this world, where they stand, and what they stand for, and how they will stand up in the world as good people, trying to live good lives in the deepest sense. Two Septembers ago, I went into Cambridge to visit my then 18-year-old goddaughter, Chloe, at her new school, Harvard University. And we walked around the square, and we went into the coop, and I bought her a fan for her way-too-warm dorm room. And then I took a final picture of her before I left. She posed, smiling, so excited as she stood before one of those huge, ancient, red-brick buildings in the yard. And as I left, I silently prayed, God, please give her the strength to know her goodness as your daughter, especially when she runs into people at this new place who might not treat her so well or try to tell her that she is less than God, give her the wisdom to stand strong, to stand up, to stand for everything that she has learned about what it means to have integrity and faith in you, to be kind and honest and merciful as a child of God. And God, give her a place to stand in this world as a strong young woman. A place to stand in the world, a place to stand up, a place to stand for the good. Friends, I know that's what we hope for our kids and our children and our adult children, all those we call our own, and I think for all God's children, that when they leave our care, that when they go to school, when they move out, when they grow up, that through our Christian faith, lessons learned in church and in family, that when it is time for them to fly, they will know a place to stand, 
a place that gives them beliefs to live by and that can always come and a place they can always come back to a place that teaches them morals and ethics that asks them to be good neighbors and good citizens and a place to trust in a god who loves them unconditionally no matter what of course kids need this but friends we need this too we need this we need a place to stand in this often stormy and challenging and beautiful and fast changing life regardless of our age or whatever grade we are in or aren't in a place to stand in the world a place to stand up a place to stand for the good in church and in community so if i asked each of you why you were in church this morning i've no doubt that you'd offer a wide variety of answers um here for my kids that they might know Jesus I'm here for the music because it makes my heart sing I'm here for the work to put my faith into action I'm here because I want my life to have meaning and purpose I'm here because I need to be loved But I believe underneath all of these paths to faith is just one basic truth We are here this morning because we want to learn how to live Do you hear that We are here this morning because we want to learn how to live how to claim for ourselves a moral compass and moral direction how to find our place in a community of folks striving to make the world a better place by learning from the example of this guy named Jesus how to stand where to stand and what to stand for i mean i know I'm, i am here in faith and i have been for 57 years and counting because left to my own device as well i risk being without any direction or living under an ethical system that i just kind of make up as i go along or living by secular rules of right and wrong good and bad like might makes right if it feels good just do it every man for himself survival of the fittest she who dies with the most toys wins and the poor are poor well because it's their fault friends these are the spiritual lessons that life tries to teach us every single day in the media in social media in the political realm in our success worshiping world and these messages are so so powerful can i get an amen for that it's like we are buried under them and our children are living under a tidal wave of these negative messages. I mean, like lately, I've been getting this message like we don't even need to be kind to each other anymore, right? You can be a bully, you can be a braggart, you can live for yourself alone. That is such a hard message that I've been hearing lately. But here's a truth to lean upon. That as these storms blow and blow, trying to knock our houses down, friends we can always find our place in faith in god and at our best in here at church a place to stand god's house built upon the strong foundations of goodness and kindness and welcome and generosity and sacrifice for others and love 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 god love neighbor love self we don't always get it right 
And living in a faith community as diverse as ours can be hard work, but we try. Thank God. As that psalmist wrote, God, you set my feet on a rock and you give me a firm place to stand. To stand. Which brings me back to school and just one more story. And some of you may have heard me tell it this summer. I have another young adult in my life. His name is Dylan. He's the son of old friends from my grad school days. And I've actually eaten at that family's dinner table every single Monday night for the last 17 years. And so I've watched Dylan grow up from a toddler who crawled in the beach sands of Cape Cod to now a new college freshman who towers over me at six feet four. It's the great thing about getting old. You get shorter and everybody else gets taller. So I introduced Dylan to the geeky joys of science fiction movies and Alfred Hitchcock, and we built Pinewood Derby cars together, too. The week last month before he left for school, I took him out to dinner, our last supper, we joked. And we talked about his imminent departure to school 1,000 miles away. And I said to him, not in these exact words, but I said to him what I also say to Pilgrim Church young adults when they go away to school too. Dylan, remember what matters most to you in this life, your core values and your integrity. Because at some point in school, you will be in a situation where folks will try to get you to do something or to be someone that you know you are not. They will push you to do something self-destructive or stupid or mean. And that is not who you are. So Dylan, I hope you can stand strong. You can remember all that you've learned and your worth as a child of God. Never let that go. I hope he heard me. I think he heard me. I pray he heard me. Because that's the kind of basic spiritual advice that I give to myself, too, and I offer to all of us here at Pilgrim Church. God makes us good. God makes us to be good and to try our best to live as good neighbors and good citizens and good inhabitants of creation. God gives us a faith to stand in this world right here, back to school and back to daily life. So friends, may we all stand up, stand for, and stand tall as God's people. Let all God's returning students coming back to school say, Amen.